honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other favorite podcasting apps you can imagine out there. It is, well, I really appreciate you for downloading and listening to this show. It's a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. As Well, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of you know what's going on here. Uh, well, kind of a cloudy, rainy day in the morning, a little bit of sun poking through. I guess that's just the thought that the wolves are still alive. I mean, a two to one doesn't mean you're you're out, but after the performance of the last couple of games, and especially yesterday, blowing multiple 20-point leads at home in front of a very, 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 very full house of fans that did a great job throughout the entire game, the whole quiet-ass fans argument can uh, go right out the window where it belongs. Because this team did, the the fans didn't let the team down. The team let themselves down in the biggest way. Timberwolves trailed the series after three games, two games to one. Oh my God! Oh, what? Come on! And what more is there to say? Quite a bit, and we're going to get to that right now. Um, D'Angelo Russell came into this series into game one, game two didn't do jack squat. Finally, did something in game three. Anthony Edwards looked the parts most of the way through these games. But then there's one guy who has pretty much been a disappointment the entire time, and I'm not even sure where to go with him anymore. And you're hearing uh, Phil Mackey locally say basically he doesn't even want him on the team anymore. I I can't argue with that. And what I'd like to know is, where are all of you? Where are all of you that are honest about this team? I swear, because I always see the numbers drop off, and I see people unfollow and this and that whenever I have the gall to say Carl Anthony Towns isn't, it really isn't the guy. Uh, where are all of you that agree? Because tons of you agree. You listen to these vent lines and this line and that line out there that people agree and other shows agree that Carl Anthony Towns really isn't a franchise player because he doesn't have the mental uh, fortitude to carry a team. He looked embarrassing out there, especially yesterday in the 26-point debacle. Uh, it, it just it looked like everything I've been frustrated with him all kind of paired into one. And it's too bad because I came into this feeling so good. The Timberwolves played so well in the first game. We'll go back to that one right now really quick before we pile on game three. Timberwolves, of course, won game one on the 16th, Saturday afternoon instead of evening, which is annoying. I like evening better because I want to be outside in the day, damn it. I don't want to be indoors. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't. And, well, I watched it outside. Yeah, thankfully. Thank God for modern technology. It's one of the few good things about anything modern. Everything else sucks about modern. Carl Anthony Towns did play well in this game. 29-13. D'Angelo Russell no-showed. He played like crap. He did have nine assists, but he shot terribly. And this and that and this and that. This, that, and that. Anthony Edwards absolutely showed up for the big moment, the bright, shining moment, or whatever you want to call it. Malik Beasley did as well with 23 off the bench. Gene McDaniels has been wonderful in this series, generally speaking. The numbers aren't always there, but the guy shows up to play. You can just tell there's something there with Jaden McDaniels, and he's going to be a household name for, for NBA fans. You know, you know, you hear about the Robert Orage, you hear about, 
you know, this guy, you hear about that guy historically, where it's not like the star player of the team, but one of those valuable guys, those valuable pieces, the Michael Coopers, the A.C. Greens, the, you know, John Paxons, guys like that, that you hear about for years and years and years, and you talk about all these years later, you know, Vinnie Johnson, people like that, that people have talked about forever. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on some of the names out there, but... Jane McDaniel is going to be one of those guys uh, for, for many years, I think. You're going to hear his name for many years uh, on a national basis. Not because he's like this legend and the superstar, but because he's such a valuable, valuable piece to a team. And he certainly showed that in game number one. Anthony Edwards is going to be an absolute household name in every in NBA fan's house. Uh, he, he has to be. There's no question about it. I was talking about Anthony Edwards as, you know, bringing me back to the good old days, like the 80s and early 90s. The 80s and early 90s, you notice that, like the Dominique Wilkins-type names, you know, th those kind of players, you know. <laughs> and I just, those are the kind of guys I miss the most when I watch the NBA today. Um, obviously, Michael Jordan, how can you not miss Michael Jordan? Even though he might have had way too much publicity at the time, he's been so far removed now, of course you miss him. And that's why, you know, the... The last dance was so nice to see. And then you got to see a lot of those classic players again, especially when you go back in time, like Bulls and Hawks and Celtics and Hawks and, you know, oh, my gosh, and then Pistons and Celtics and Bulls and Pistons and Pistons and Hawks. And, uh, you know, you could just go on all day. A lot of those Eastern Conference teams in the uh, in the 80s and early 90s. And, of course, the L.A. Lakers and the Mavericks when they were, you know, that was the, the original good Mavericks team, guys like that. And that's where Anthony Edwards brings me back too, is players like that. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt kind of does that as well at times. My biggest complaint about Jared Vanderbilt, every couple of seconds he's on the ground writhing in pain about this and writhing in pain about that. It, it gets a little tiring after a while and that's what bugs me. To be fair, again, Carl Anthony Towns had a wonderful, wonderful game one. He played wonderfully in game one, except for the three turnovers. Fine. Uh, he stayed stoic. He stayed out of foul trouble. It was the Carl Anthony Towns we were begging for in the Clipper game and in many other playoff ga uh, well playoff type games in the past. And just generally speaking, if he could just kind of show up and play better. And then the LA Clippers, Carl Anthony Towns returned in a big way in game two and game game number three especially. Uh, it was like, what the hell is this? What is this? Seriously, what's going on? This is this is bullshit. To pardon my French, it really was. Um. A lot of us were happy that the Wolves had kept Malik Beasley, of course, such a factor off the bench, uh, hitting those shots. He's one of those guys, you know, you don't get a feeling like he's going to, you know, you don't have to overly count on him, but you also don't have to get the feeling like he's going to wet the bed necessarily either, even though he's he's not perfect. He's going to miss shots, but that's the whole point. You, you don't count on him to be the top dog out there. Um, these, these games tell me more and more, despite the fact that he's only 20 years old, that Anthony Edwards has to be the guy leading this team in the future, in the future, in the long-term future. You know, the current future is kind of what it is. It's up in the air. Like, it's kind of like, okay, uh, hopefully, let's see who's going to take the lead tonight. Uh, okay, Patrick Beverly, thanks for the veteran leadership, but who's going to be, like, the star player tonight? Is it going to be Russell? Is he going to get hot? Uh, 2 of 11, no. Anthony Edwards, yeah, apparently he did. 12 of 23. It's not even the field goal attempts. It's the, the it factor that he showed up and, you know, he got to the free throw line and made all of his free throws, unlike uh, number 22 of the Golden State Warriors and former Timberwolf, who always would miss those free throws or make like, okay, I'm sorry, he'd make 60% of them. Oh, sorry, he didn't miss all of them, but he missed more than he should. Drove me nuts. But, again, this is what I wanted to focus on so badly today, especially with how things went. 
in games number uh, in, in in game number one and how it looked like it was heading in game number three, and then the Wolves just stopped making shots completely stopped. And you had two quarters where he scored twelve points, and it's just how does this even happen? How you figured okay, let's just flush out game number two. You know, Memphis was like, hey, we're still here. Don't you dare. Don't you dare try to, you know, think you're going to just sweep us right out of here. You are not even, you know, you're not on our level. We're the number two seed. You're number seven for a reason. We're number one. We're, we're the number two seed, and we're actually going to threaten the Phoenix Suns. So bleep off, Timberwolves. 124-96. Take that. And I was hoping and praying we could just kind of flush that one out. And the Wolves beat Memphis nicely again in game number three and then hope for the best from here on. But it isn't going to be a reciprocal of the two Lakers series where the Wolves took a two-game-to-one lead and saw it completely evaporate, getting crushed three games in a row. Maybe not completely crushed, but losing all three of them. Getting crushed in two of them and having a close, you know, furious rally type of game in the finale and wind up coming up short. Classic Minnesota phrase, we just came up short. That same tired horse crap. Well, Carl got 11 rebounds in Game 2, and he attempted 7 shots and had 5 personal fouls. That sounds familiar. 5 personal fouls, 5 personal fouls, 5 personal fouls, 5 personal fouls. Do you understand what's happening here? It's a broken record player. And look how many 3-pointers he attempted. Una. Una. That's one, okay? Yeah, I think you know that. Anthony Edwards showed up to play for the most part. He didn't shoot as well. He turned the ball over. Even he got in a little bit of foul trouble. But the whole team kind of stunk in that game. Jane McDaniels couldn't make anything. Ugh, over four from downtown. Jalen Noel got to play, but he wasn't all that great. He missed all five of his threes. I want Jalen Noel in there. And he's the guy I kept thinking of. He's the guy that teams would want. You know, like, you know, like if he gets included in a trade, and it's because they, they want him, not because he's just included in the trade. Like, oh, shoot, okay, here's a little here's a little extra chip on the table. Here you go, Jalen Noel. Because, oh, yeah, Jalen Noel, hell yes. That's if he got traded or a team were traded for him, this and that. That the, the other team would actually want him, and that's the whole point. That I kept seeing Jalen Noel as this kind of kind of semi household name, you know, another one of those valuable pieces you talk about for years in the future. You know, like I already mentioned, all the other examples out there. You know, and there's many, 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 many more that I'm blanking on at the moment because I'm more kind of locked into this. Unfortunately, my old school uh, <laughs> my old school records are kind of uh, clouded at the moment because of what's currently happening and the stupid, you know stupid game yesterday. Um, but game two was a stupid game as well. There was just nothing fun about it other than, oh wait, the Wolves didn't make 12 three-pointers either. So no beef and cheddars for you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to get one now. So enjoy your beef and cheddar on Friday night, I guess, or Friday evening or Friday lunch. So Wolves did get that. At least you get a free beef and cheddar now. Come on. Come on now. At least you can get that out of there. Patrick Beverly getting a technical foul in game two. I don't know. I'd like to see Greg Monroe play a little bit. I think that'd be nice. I know I'm all over the place. But how could I not be all over the place? Because this team is all over the place. You're up by 20. It's tied. You're up by 20 again. It's t- it's tied again. And then you're down by 15. What the, what the hell is going on here? What's going on? You know, it's just like the movies. Like, what the hell's wrong with this war here? You know, lines like that. What is going on, guys? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're kicking ass. You're getting your ass handed to you. And then Carl Anthony Towns is on the floor, floor, throwing his arms up like he'd been, you know, I don't even, I don't even want to go there. It's just psychotic. It's, it's, it's a mental, mental, I don't even know the words. I'm losing it. 
<laughs> I'm I'm losing it because of you, Carl. Thank you very much. I'm starting to get the start. It's starting to rub off on me. Plus the fact I was up late watching, you know, catching up with the game, and boy, it's so much fun. So much fun catching up with a game like that. And it's just you, you know what drove me the most crazy about all of this. See, like right now, there, there's another the replay's done again, right? Forty-seven twenty-four, right? Guess who's ahead? The Wolves. Yeah. And then that number 47 will melt in your mind. It'll melt into the TV screen because it doesn't change. It just stays there because we kept missing and not putting the team away. That's the problem. That's what happened. That's what happened in this game. <laughs> just like the other one. Was it uh, 83? That number will melt in your that melt that my that number will melt in your mind for the rest of time and it'll be plastered on that TV because it just stayed at 83. At 83. At 83. And the 47, right there. There it is. 47. It's just going to stay. That's what... It just was mind-numbing. Like, how did... What's wrong with these guys? You can't make a shot? Jade McDaniels for three. It's like, what the hell? That hit, like, the other side of the rim? Uh, you can't make a layup. You can't make a three. You can't get a shot off. 24-second uh, violation. Uh, turnover. Uh, oh, offensive foul. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's got to stop. And Carl Anthony Towns is on the ground crying and complaining every single time he has the ball. Every single time he doesn't score, and even when he does score, he's going to he's gonna be flaring his arms up and complaining, hey, where was the foul, where was the foul, where was the foul, where was the foul? You, you, it's unprofessional. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm. I don't want to use politically incorrect words to start with R, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> That's another one. It was really dumb. Um... Thank you, fans, for showing up. There's no question about it. Anybody that would complain about the fans is wrong. Other than uh, some of you are, some of you out there are blind supporters of this team, no matter what happens, and I don't really care for that either. But again, appreciate uh, them showing up. The, the team cannot complain about that in any way, shape, or form. Not anyway. Uh, Chris Finch felt like he got outcoached pretty badly in the last two games, game two and game three. Uh, again, again, and the ultimate complaint people will talk about is not a single timeout during the 21 point, uh, 21 to zero run. There was a 15 zero run at the uh, end of the half, and then the 21 point run was like end, end of the third and into the fourth, of course, where the Wolves managed a lousy 12 points. Just like the second quarter, the Wolves managed a lousy 12 points. Oh, that 47, there it is. The 47 still there. Now it's 28. See. That 47 will melt into your mind because they stop scoring. That's that's the sign of a team that can't win a game. That's what that is. <laughs> you 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 score a couple baskets. You play against just semi okay, mediocre, halfway decent offense. The game is a blowout beyond proportions. You're up by 30. You're up by 35. Nobody's coming back from that. Nobody. No matter how terrible you play. No matter their 21-0 run even, even if that actually happens. But, of course, the 21-0 run doesn't happen if you have some kind of consistent consistency to your offense. You're not going to see the 47 melt into your mind or the 83. It's things like that that are going to put this team golfing and fishing by the end of the series. It's absolutely where it's headed, whether we like it or not. Uh, this could be a five-game series. It could be a six-game series, but... It's. I mean, I had the Grizzlies winning in seven. I had a feeling the Wolves would push them to the brink, but then the Grizzlies would finish off, us off in game seven. Not because I wanted that to happen, but because that's just how I saw it. And then I had a. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh man, I might have to 
you know, not change it, but like I, I might be wrong because I, I, I can't change it. It's stuck. I'm gonna be honest about that. Um, I, I can't. <laughs> uh, what was I going with? The <clears throat> it, it, it just looked that way. With if, if things continued to head in the right direction in game number two, but again, when the score refused to change because what the hell was that, Patrick Beverly? Well, he finally ended that. <laughs> it's forty nine. Oh my God, it's 49. Wow. But I know there's another freeze that's coming up too. Yeah, it's coming right up because the 15-0 run hasn't even happened yet. See? So sorry this is on the fly, but I mean, that's part of the joy. Or that's not, not part of the joy, but that's part of the reality of all this happening before your 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 eyes here and your ears as I'm doing this show. The Wolves did go up 12 nothing in this game as well. Just massive leads. You felt like a million dollars, but those huge leads don't always mean a whole lot. They should. They should, but they don't. It's, it's, it's a game of runs. And then it's a matter of how you, you know, respond to the other team's run. And Timberwolves just did not do that. Carl Anthony Towns attempted four shots in the game. He was constantly getting, you know, snuffed and all that. <laughs> There's the same play. I just saw it. That's funny. He was constantly getting snuffed um, in this game, being forced to pass and everything. But there was no adjustment made whatsoever. And again, that comes back on Finch. That comes back on Carl Anthony Towns and uh, other leadership on the team. Um, I love Chris Finch. And I was talking about how, wow, look at this. The Wolves have never won a game one on the road, ever. They never had. And I thought there's something really special here. And then this says Shades of the San Antonio Spurs series back in 1999 when, I'm pretty sure it was 99, because I know we played them again in 01. It must have been 99. Yeah, but we won game two in impressive fashion. We we hung in there in game one, but it, obviously the Spurs pulled away. The Wolves win game two, and then there's all this hope. Game three, you come home, and you get absolutely blown to smithereens, and somebody threw what looked like a basically a full glass of beer, not literally glass, but like, you know, the cups, you know, the the, the paper cups, because they're not going to give you glass. <laughs> they ain't giving you glass. Not, not since the 70s and all that when the uh, referee took a bottle to the face off of the, uh, you know, the infamous push-off with, uh, uh, whatever, I don't even want to go there, but with the Vikings in 75 years ago with the Cowboys. Um, an entire, the point is an entire large, it looked like a tall glass, was chucked very hard, very hard, chucked, like hurled, and you just saw fizz like a cloud in the air by a fan, how pissed off they were with how shitty <laughs> the game went, pardon my French again. Uh, and that's what this kind of turned into. Not really a blowout, but a disappointment. This is shades of the, the Houston game that I always talk about. Wolves were up by 8 points with 47 seconds left. No, 37 seconds left in the game, and we lost. Did you hear that? <laughs> Wolves led Golden State that same season. This is like back of like 01, 02. No, not 02. Like 2000, 2001, 99, 2000, one of those years um, when uh, Larry Hughes was on the Warriors. Wolves led by 20 with, like, six minutes left, and then it was a tie game. Thankfully, the Wolves finished that one off, barely, by the skin of their teeth. Um, they blew, they had a huge uh, turn earlier in the season where they were up by 18 and lost by 28. I'll never forget that. That was against that same Warriors team about a month earlier. Um, and that's kind of what this all felt like. It brought back all of those old, awful memories uh, where you had hope. You had hope. You felt good. And you come home for game three and you're ready to take control of the series. And then everything goes down the bleeper. And it was just, you know, 
That's what just set me off beyond belief. This Game 3 has taken over the show. Game 1 was fun. Game 2 was crap. But Game 3 is the, is the by far the feature presentation because of what happened and how certain scores, certain numbers on the screen will melt into your brain for the rest of time because it just stayed there. It's like in the Bible <laughs> when Joshua said, Sun, stand still, and that God stopped the stopped the rotation of the earth for, for, for a while. It's really interesting, obviously. Okay, so those of you that uh, obviously read the Bible and are Christian will, will know that story. Uh, we'll know that part of the Bible. It's kind of, that's what it felt like. It's like scores, stand still. That's what, that's what Ja Morant said. And then victory was, was had when they looked like they were going to lose. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Um, we could go on, I, I could go on all day with the different examples and the frustration. Uh, comparisons 20 years ago, because my memory is legendary. I, I hope, you know, you know I, have a, I have a great memory. Uh, when it comes to the past, I have a mediocre memory when it comes to the very recent past, but uh, it's it's there. Um, but like back in the day, you know, I, that memory is always going to be there, always going to be in my mind. I was at those games, and you know, that was then. This is now. D'Angelo Russell kind of sort of showed up to play. At least he led the Wolves in scoring. He was the best, kind of the best player in the game, you could say. Nine of twenty-one is nothing to get excited about, but at least he made four of eight from downtown. But the up and downness of this game drove you nuts. And Colonel Anthony Towns getting in foul trouble. We do appreciate the block shots. Most of them came earlier. We do appreciate the momentum threes by Jaden McDaniels. You just wish there was more to be had. He only wound up with eight points. It felt like he was going to have another fifteen to twenty point night. Would have helped if Blake Beasley shot a little better. But that's part of the that that. Let me tell you, that's the name of the game. When the score just melts into your brain and melts into your TV forever, you're going to see that 47 and that 83. Not the 47, but yeah. See, that one was there for a while, too. Another Memphis run. But then there's the 15-1 and run where the score just sat there for like six, seven minutes. It's ridiculous. Drove you nuts. Um, that's, the, that, that's the name of the game, you know, because we weren't making our shots. Timberwolves were not making their shots. Nas Reed stunk, one of five. Torian Prince played six minutes and did nothing. He was a minus 18. Okay, he got an assist and a rebound. Thank you, thank you. Better than nothing. Greg Monroe played six seconds. You don't think Greg Monroe could have been a little bit of a help? Maybe helped get somebody in foul, somebody else on the other side in foul trouble? You know, I mean, why? So, I don't know. If Colonel Anthony Towns is going to whine and play like a baby, why not put Greg Monroe out there for a little bit? Greg Monroe was a lottery pick. I mean, I, I'm not understanding why Greg Monroe has been buried on, on in the NBA just because he's not a stretch four, stretch three, stretch well, he's stretch five, whatever, just because he's not a stretch five. Um, I, I, does, like, does the game have to change that much? There's, there, you can't like have him post up a little bit. You can't like, get him out there. I'm not sure because he played pretty well in the in the stretches the Wolves had him earlier in the season, but I mean. <laughs> Things like that drive me nuts. If if I was the coach of the Timberwolves, I think Greg Monroe would see some minutes. He'd see maybe 12 minutes. What's wrong with 12 minutes? One damn quarter of Greg Monroe. One damn quarter. Maybe six minute stretches each in the uh, maybe the early fourth or you know early second for sure. Maybe some early fourth or late third, whatever the heck. You know, and depending on how Carl Anthony Towns is playing, he might end up playing 30 minutes because of the freaking foul trouble. 
Uh, Nas Reed, five fouls. Carl Anthony Towns, five fouls. Jared Vanderbilt, five fouls. What is going on here? Why are we so like this? This is this is the feeling, Timberwolves fans that aren't wearing shades, that aren't cheering every single time a Timberwolf makes or misses a shot, that aren't cheering every single time you hear a Wolves name, every single time you see their face on the freaking uh, monitor every single second, that aren't cheering, 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 cheering. And I appreciate that you are cheering, and I'm sure the Wolves appreciate it too. But sometimes you got to take the blinders off for a minute, open up, and just let it just let out your frustration and this is what i think a lot of people walked out of that arena saying babies babies what did you expect they come out quoting Macbeth? they're stupid well they're not stupid they're infants okay they're stupid infants Sorry, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> classic, classic uh, clip from Timberwolves. Timberwolves from Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze came out in 1991. Shredder. <laughs> that was upon the. Uh, that, that was when Toka and Razor were first coming out, and he was like shocked at how. Yeah, he was just a little disappointed. So he was expecting Carl Anthony Towns to come out and kick some ass too, and then that was his response. <laughs> Yeah, it was, he was, let's just say he was disappointed a little bit too, but, well, eventually Token Razor kind of sort of helped for a minute or two, but not really. I'm not meaning to be calling Carl Anthony Towns this and that, but he didn't help. He, he, he was kind of like a baby out there, let's just say he was. I think it's safe to say. Um, I'm sorry, it just had to be said. The... Lone Wolf Award for these three games, I'm going to still give it to Anthony Edwards for at least, obviously, game one, he was fantastic. And generally speaking, I think he's the overall best player on the floor in this series. I think he is the most, there's just something there. There's always, there's something there, and he's just getting started. And that's what gives you hope for this franchise going forward. Um, I don't see him pouting and wanting to get traded five minutes into his career with Minnesota. So that's the good part. Carl Anthony Towns, there's always that fear that he might pout and want to get traded and wind up with the Lakers or the, God knows who, the Charlotte Hornets or something. <laughs> or the the Brooklyn Nets might might be where he might want to go. Quite possibly. Maybe the Brooklyn Nets because uh, they, uh, he was a New Jersey uh, guy growing up. So it is what it is. The <laughs> Speaking of Carl Anthony Towns, are you ready? Back-to-back weeks for number 32 for back-to-back weeks for the guy they were chanting MVP for. <laughs> yeah, and, well, because he, he had some nice, nice stretches during this season. He was the overall best player during the course of the season, but when the lights shine bright and teams adjust, teams, because you're playing them over and over and over again, and this is the season on the line, it's, you're going for the glory. You're going for the gold here. You're not just playing a basketball game. This is, this is a different, different, completely different game, and and you're unable to adjust. You're unable to be prepared, ready to go, to have some kind of counter to what uh, the, the Memphis Grizzlies are, are bringing to Carl Anthony Towns, where they're literally just gobbling him up and preventing any type of a shot whatsoever from him, where he's forcing passes and forcing plays and getting into foul trouble and all that. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is that guy. He's the Johnny Flynn Memorial. I mean, he was as Johnny Flynn as it got in this game. And you're going to hear that from everybody locally. And it's not just me piling on like an idiot. It's just a fact. There's not a whole lot you can do 
to, to get around that. With that said, we're going to continue basically with a playoff preview. So I'm going to kind of keep this as one big segment and then we'll have a fan interaction segment. There will be some fan interaction, and there should be, doggone it, uh, from people ranting and, well, raving maybe after the first game. That would be great. Yep, the raving was great. It was nice. But I'm going to kind of get into a playoff preview as well, which I should have done. I wanted to do on the last show, and I stupidly didn't. I was like, oh, no, because I was just so emotional enjoying that Clipper game and looking forward to the future of this team. And oh, Of course there's still a future to this team. It's just, <laughs> will Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> be here? Or will he, will he finally show up? Are we going to want to trade him away at some point? Because if, if this is the way it's going to be, I mean, Bill Guerin? Well, that that's kind of the thing. Like, I've got to figure out, like, what what's the issue? You know, why mm-hmm. why have we been falling short? The teams are good. Um, the guys play hard, but there's something uh, rooted here that is that's not working. And it's not just trading players and you know changing the GM and things like that. It's it's uh, it's it's something in the in the way that we operate every day. It's something in the culture, and we need to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just might end up being a Zach Parise, Ryan Suter type, where obviously he's a big name, big star, and it's not working. It's not working, and that's just reality. I don't see Ant that way. I, I really don't. I think he's the Kirill Kaprizov, so to speak. Um, I made predictions. I don't know if I actually have. I don't know if they let. Uh, I don't know if I can actually view it. I would like to. I'm going to try to view it. Oh. Okay, yes, good. So I can use this, good. So these were made before the playoffs started. So that way I can't just lie to you and then like like kind of go do some kind of retro, you know, kind of like jump ahead. Oh, I guess this team's ahead, so I'm changing my pick. So these are my real actual picks. I had Phoenix over the New Orleans Pelicans in five. It is one-to-one, a very impressive game too. Uh, Utah in seven, that's one-to-one right now. Phoenix and New, uh, New Orleans are one-to-one. Sorry, I'm starting in the West. Usually I do the other way. Um, I'll go to the East. I'm an idiot. I had Miami uh, Miami versus the Atlanta Hawks. I'd love to see the Hawks win that series, but I have Miami in five. I'm kind of mad at myself. And the, and the, uh, the Heat do lead 2 nothing. I had Philadelphia in seven versus the Toronto Raptors. Looks like they're up three games to zero. Wow, they're up three games to zero, aren't they? Dang. I screwed up. Think so? Yeah, they're up three games to zero. What happened to Toronto? They were doing so well. They're up three games to zero. They'd face the Heat in the next round. Uh, I had Milwaukee in six versus the Bulls. That one's one to one. I had Boston in seven versus the Brooklyn Nets, and I do believe Boston is ahead. Yeah, I think so, but it's not showing it. Boston is ahead. Yeah, that's what I thought. That because I know they won Game One in very close fashion. Second round would have the Sixers and the Miami Heat. I have Philadelphia in six. Philadelphia in six over Miami, and I think that's a strong possibility. I have Boston being the Bucks in only five games, which might be a little crazy. The world champion Bucks in only five games. That leaves Boston and Philadelphia. Classic, super duper 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 old school in the Eastern Conference Final. Boston in five games. Boston Celtics are that hot right now. I have them in the NBA Finals. Okay, like I said, Phoenix. In five over the Pelicans, Utah in seven over the Utah, uh, over the Utah, over the Dallas Mavericks. That could happen. Both of those threes are one to one. 
Golden State Schmucks. I hate that team. They're up actually 3 nothing. I don't know why it's showing 2 nothing. They won, right? Or was that just game 2? I had the Warriors in 6 over the Nuggets. Like, ugh. I feel like barfing thinking about that. Yeah, it's 3 nothing. God. Ugh. Hate it. I had Memphis in 7 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, and it's 1-1, one one, uh, 2 to 1. Why is this old? Okay, keep going. Phoenix in only five games over the Utah Jazz. They go to the West Final. Memphis in seven over the Golden State Schmucks. And Phoenix in six versus the Memphis Grizzlies. It is a rematch of, what year was it? 1976, right? 1976 NBA Finals. Woo-hoo, with Phoenix getting a little revenge. A little revenge. So, yes, a rematch of the 1976 NBA Finals. Phoenix Suns' first ever NBA Final. Very early in their franchise history, almost 50 years ago. June 5th, 1976, the Boston Celtics finished off the Phoenix Suns. John Havlicek, guys like that. Uh, John Havlicek still, you know, still playing and great player, obviously. Ended up retiring just as Bird came in. They never quite got to play together. It was, like, right there. John Havlicek quit in the preseason, basically. I never got to play in regular season games with Larry Bird, but they would have played together. Isn't that crazy? If Bird could go all the way back to John Havlicek, who played in the 60s with that great Celtics dynasty. He was obviously one of the younger players on the on the, the 60s team. That's why he was still around for that Celtics championship in 76. That was their last title pre-Bird. And they beat a, a nice Phoenix Suns team. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was the first of... Uh, three NBA Finals for the Phoenix Suns, over three so far. Um, obviously, again, lost in six games to the Chicago Bulls back in good old 93. I remember that series very well. Very entertaining series. Michael Jordan, though, was averaging like 40 points in that series. It was unbelievable. And then packs him with three to wrap it up. The final shot of his career, NBA Finals clinching three-pointer. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? Uh, in a third ring in a row for John Paxson along with MJ Scotty. And the very last championship Horace Grant would win until he won one much later with uh, the Los Angeles Lakers in 2001, if I remember correctly. A very old, old and slow Horace Grant at that stage. But uh, that was kind of cool to see him on that team. You got to see A.C. Green on the, on the Lakers. He won another ring with the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> see, he's like he's like the Havlicek, how he hung around, but obviously not as good as Havlicek. Um, but yeah, Celtics Suns NBA Finals. I, that's what I'm seeing. Celtics or Suns Suns in six in this case, just like Celtics were in six um, 40, 46 years ago. So that's my that's going to be a rematch of that series. Actually, I have Phoenix in seven. I should have had it in six, but I'll leave it. I'm leaving it right where it is. Phoenix in seven. The Phoenix Suns finally win a championship. Fourth time is a charm. Not the third, the fourth. It should have been the third. But um, the Bucks said, nope, <laughs> they did a great job. Milwaukee did an awesome job, and I was very, very happy for the Greek freak. Unfortunately, they do not repeat on my, uh, my whole uh, prediction thing here. So nice to have a little playoff, playoff preview thrown in there. So now you know where I stand. And I'm really glad that I did this little bracket challenge here for the NBA, and that is locked and it's in place. So that way I can't lie to you and, and like, change it or for be forgetful magically and all that. So this, these are my predictions before the series started. So Golden State in six is going to be wrong. They're going to probably win in four or five. Memphis could very much make it a uh, The Wolves could very much make this a seven-game series still. Very possible. It's just, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Memphis in seven, even though it could very well be less. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with it, though. I have no choice. Apologize that my voice is a little funky. I don't know what's up with me in this time of year. It's just, it's annoying. It's stupid. But 
welcome to reality i guess some of you in the springtime don't feel so hot especially the early stages of spring with the temperature changing and the crap everywhere in the air and it's windy every day except for today i guess <laughs> still not feeling good though um but yeah phoenix suns are going to finally end the drought finally and if they don't they're never going to win a championship not unless the next michael jordan suits up for them they're never going to win if they don't win it this year come on yeah if they do win it this year then it changes history and things can go in the right direction and that's kind of how the vikes have been here in minnesota so extreme frustration with that somebody finally added me on LinkedIn like it was about two months ago I tried to add them that's kind of funny <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with you I guess let's take a quick break and get to fan interaction Back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment numero dos, fan interaction. That's probably going to be the theme from here on. It's two segment shows, like playoff conversation and fan interaction. And maybe updated predictions, but, you know, because if the series are different, then i got to update the predictions. But my original prediction, obviously, has Phoenix winning it all. But, you know, if teams are eliminated that, aren't, that I weren't supposed to on my bracket, then I'll update it. Like, okay, since it's Phoenix and... Uh, Phoenix and, and Philadelphia in the finals. You know, okay, Phoenix and two. No, Phoenix and four. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I watched Philadelphia win. Twitter, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. Oh, but first, I better do this first. I'm going to be forgetful and screw everything up here. Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. It's two separate words. It is like basically fantasy betting. It is an app for Android and Apple devices. And I'm sure others as well, but those are the, obviously Android and Apple's what's out there. Uh, basically fantasy betting. You're not using real money. Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigid betting leagues. A month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book. Bet free coins. Win real prizes. Betting stats. There's great information available on the Vigid like line movement where the public is betting, so you can even use it as a cheat sheet a bit, per se, if you're doing real betting. Uh, the third quarter is about to start in the replay. That's funny. Uh, Crypto.com app app for trading cryptocurrencies like Shiba Inu, Dogelon, uh, Bitcoin, of course. Very, very, very tiny percentage fees. Uh, it's fun to trade. It's basically it, it's trading. It's like trading commodities, kind of, sort of, but it's very easy to do. Just kind of connect with your bank or your actually your check card or something like that. Your check card is more likely where you're going to head. And very, very easy to do. You're not guaranteed to win. You're not, definitely not guaranteed to lose either. So, I mean, don't come in thinking you're invincible or thinking that I'm telling you that and then it's like, I lost money. You're a lying POS. No, you're not guaranteed to win anything. Just like in the housing market, just like in the stock market. But you, you can. You can come ahead and it's fun. It's fun to do as long as you know how to kind of trade this and that. Buy low, sell high. It's very similar to stocks, very similar to everything else. And the best part about cryptocurrency trading is you can do it 24-7, 365. Two in the morning on Christmas Day, you could trade cryptocurrency. It's not like the stock market where it's, you know, well, whatever, you know, nine to three or whatever, you know, and then housing. I mean, you know, like like buying a house, selling houses and stuff where it's during the week. Um, that can be on odd days, but it depends on the realtor and whatever. It depends on you, I guess, and the person you're trying to work with. Uh, and that's a headache. I don't want to do, get into real estate. 
No, it's too complicated. This is a lot simpler, quite frankly. And you can come way ahead. You can. You can. And I'm I'm ahead. I'm not way ahead, but I'm ahead. So get on board. There's a link in the show description. Simply click on that. It'll show that I referred you. It'll help this show. I put $25 in your account to get things started. And in the crypto world, $25 is more than nothing, believe me. It's at least something, right? It's at least something to start with. And you can just put tiny bits and pieces in there. You don't have to put $3,000. You don't have to put 1000 You don't have to put 500 Easy. Just put bits and pieces. Little, little bits and pieces here and there. It builds up. And it's not like you pay a $3 fee every time you trade 20 bucks. No, no, no. It's a percentage, so it's really tiny. Tiny. We're talking like 12 cents if you make small trades. Sure, it goes up if it's a huge amount, but it's not that much. It's not like other brokers out there where you end up losing thousands of dollars unless we're talking like hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And if you're coming way ahead like that, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And of course, hey, if you're a Laker or a Clipper fan, Crypto.com Arena, it's, it's the one. So there it is. Pardon me, I was coughing there. So thank God for that dump button, so to speak. At TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX, this was not addressed to me, but I guess in an indirect way, Finrock Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast. Can't wait to hear what those guys have to say. Ho, ho, ho. And of course, Wayne Hunt is the host of the show, and he's a Memphis Grizzlies fan, so need I say more? You're going to be hearing a bit from Wayne Hunt on the Facebook page very shortly. Vince Germano and Stu Benson are also with Wayne Hunt on the Courtside Podcast. Highly recommended. Vince says, no signing of the balls again. Patrice Grizz, 4-2. to two. Yep, he says basically Grizzlies in 6, and he's called Patrick Beverly. Patrice. So, yep. <laughs> get the notifications. Vince, you're a hater. No, actually, you're not a hater. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You really think I'm You really think I'm going to defend the Timberwolves? Do you really think I'm going to defend them? <laughs> no. Um, if people want to unfollow, go ahead. Just go ahead. That's I'm, I'm used to it. Uh, today Brown and Levi Brown out of New Zealand retweeted the most recent show, Memphis, Here We Come. Yeah, we came all right. Well, we came in game one anyway. Vince Germano out of Australia and oh, there's two more. Derek Felska, Western Wisconsin, and huge, huge, huge supporter of Brave the Wild. Thank you forever, Derek Felska. He writes uh, for uh, his blog is Crease and Assist. He's been doing it for almost 20 years about the Minnesota Wild and hockey. Huge supporter of the Brave the Wild podcast. God bless you, Derek. Uh, and then Benzo out of the Bronx, right? Benzo out of the Bronx. Also retweeting the show. Love it. Thank you, Benzo. Tanae says, yep, this is game one, so be prepared for, yeah, some positive, some positivity, not negativity. This game has been awesome. Most of these play-in games have been great. This is a Clipper game. Excuse me. That's the Clipper game. I apologize. Yeah, and I was saying, I don't even like the Clippers at all, but I'm glad it's a, it's a good game now. Only Los Angeles Clipper I like is Tyrone Lou. The rest of them can stuff it, including their fans. Interesting how that popped up later. Huh, I wonder why, but maybe he was watching it as a replay. I was saying, this has been an incredible game of runs. As much as a lot of us have despised the playing tournament, it looks like they won't get rid of it. They're going to be, if they're going to be this good. Okay, so, yep, that's the conversation there. So, actually, the other one was... Nick, uh, Nick Timas says, I love the play-in. It's more exciting than not having it. And, yep, Nick Timas is from Aussie. And the only downside is some team that isn't, exa- isn't actually good that potentially missing the playoffs. 
Uh, okay, so he's basically saying, oh, well, the only real downside is like a sixth, uh, seventh or eighth seed might miss the playoffs. They're not that great, blah, blah, blah. So I understand there. I understand the thought there. Um, yep, yeah, and yeah, they're good. It's definitely dramatic. Saying Anthony Edwards looks amazing. Benzel retweeted that one. Levi Brown said, I couldn't fully watch the game, but what a win. We abs- we can absolutely win this series. We seem to match up well with Memphis this year. Yep, and game one was wonderful. Marty Grimble. I've definitely seen the name many, many times. Where is he from? Rugby. Mm. Oh, okay. Yep, that's Australia. Brisbane, just like uh, yeah, Brisbane, just like uh, Reese Pedretti, also known as Pumpa. Cool. Cool. Brisbane. Marty Grimble says, that one was particularly bad. Weren't we the fourth seed, too? So I was ranting about something, and he was, uh, okay. I was saying, this might be random, but I've said it, but said it till I'm blue in the face. If I was the Timberwolves owner at the time, Flip and McHale would have been fired after the twenty, uh, after the uh, 2002 playoffs. Getting swept by the Mavericks in the first round would have been the end for me. And yeah, I would have fired them after that. It's not trying to like uh, disrespect Flip Saunders or anything. And I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for Kevin McHale either. So I mean, anybody's feeling sorry for Kevin McHale. But if I was the owner and it's you're six years into making the playoffs and, you're, and this is this is the result, a team that was, you know, crap when you started making the playoffs. And then now, six whole bleeping years later, you're getting swept by them in the first round, and you haven't gotten past the first round once all that time. Yeah, they both would have to go. I would have fired both of them after that. The crappy part was, oh, uh, Flip Saunders basically held Glenn Taylor hostage earlier around that time. Uh, oh, I'm visiting the Portland Trailblazers, and they're offering a bajillion dollars. So pony up, Glenn. And then Glenn signed him to a huge contract, and that was the that was part of the reason why they didn't make a move. But... I think you had to. If, if you really wanted to move on and get better, I think you had to. Because obviously the Castell Sprewell thing was like, it had the shelf life of sushi. You know, like raw, raw tuna sushi. That's what it had the shelf life of. You know, might be great for, for a short time, but uh, yeah, let's not even go there after that. Okay, so Marty Grimble was responding to what I had to say. So I, I'm glad that I did that, because yeah, it's a, definitely a random thought. Um, Marty Grimble says, that one was particularly bad. Weren't we the fourth seed, too? I think we were like five or six. But we were the fourth seed with the Lakers, like, the next year. This is the next year. Fourth seed with the Lakers, and they beat us. And then we were number one seed versus the number two Lakers in the West Finals in 04. So that's that's where we actually had home ice advantage. Okay, home court advantage. Just two years ever in the history of our franchise. We had home court advantage. So, okay, we'll get back to Marty finally. I apologize, Marty. That one was particularly bad, weren't we? The fourth seed, too. After being the top in the West for a good chunk of the year before Brandon got hurt. That's right. Yeah, we were doing really well. And Chauncey wasn't Mr. Big Shot yet. I remember KG starting the presser with, damn. 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 Yep. I think we were like, yeah, we. I don't think we had home court versus Dallas, but it was ridiculous. And I still remember uh, Wally Zerbiak dropping a JC bomb. When he was having a casual conversation with Paul Allen and uh, with PA Inderbay on KFAN about the three-point shots made by Dallas during the course of that series, because it was it was pretty stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> um, John Maxson, interesting. Like John Paxson, uh, I was saying, dear Celtics, please go back to your classic uniforms. I'm tired of this crap. Like all these weird like, why have black Celtics jerseys? Like can't can't you bring back the classics at least sometimes? And John Maxson says, does this include the 80s shorts yeah, uh, or nay? And I was thinking, uh, maybe not that part because they're a little too short. 
the John Paxton shorts. Yep. <laughs> yep, I ranted about something. I said, how do you blow a 26-point lead? Golf clubs. Levi Brown responds with two 12-point quarters. Yep, and I said, bleeping horrible. Yeah, I was just... Mm. And then, I was saying, Memphis had a 15-0 run in the first half, 21-0 run in the second half. Why? Random hoops, that would be Reese Pedretti, also known as Papa, out of Brisbane, Australia, says, I turned the game off in the third, WTF happened. I, I don't know. We just stopped making shots, and nobody took charge. Nobody. Nobody took charge. Even Mr. It Factor didn't take charge in that one. Um, but I think Mr. It Factor will be better as soon as next year. I have a lot of faith in Anthony Edwards. I have very little faith in Carl Anthony Towns now. Uh, the confidence that I had in Carl Anthony Towns has pretty much been shattered. Uh, the way he just literally peed down his leg versus the LA Clippers, it was even worse versus Memphis. Luckily for us, the season isn't over yet, but Lord, it's damn close if we're going to play like that. Um, today Brown says, no words for that game. Nick Timas says, brutal. I've been really hoping that Cat had turned a corner, and it, and it looked like it, didn't it? But he can still be so annoying. Yes, yes, he can. Extremely annoying. So now we get to the Facebook page. Um, I think I got a response. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, I read it on the last show. Wayne Hunt was saying how it was well-deserved for uh, um, Chris Finch's multi-year extension. Now, some people might be ticked off about it now, but I'm okay with Chris Finch. Uh, at least for now, I certainly am. I mean, it's if if we're still struggling to get out of the first round four or five years from now, adios. You know, you got to move on. People are, <laughs> you know, that would be stupid, actually. You have to make a change then. I mean, that's where the Wolves blew it, I think, last time around. That's where I think owner Glenn Taylor, who's Mr. Ultra Loyal, blew it. He blew it. Too many years went by, and guys are getting older, and we weren't getting better, and we weren't going to get better. That was because of that. You know, when they start getting older, you're not going to get better anymore. Like the Rashun Asteroviches and such. That was Rashun Asterovich here so damn long. Overrated. He wasn't that good. I, I was shocked at how many people liked him. <laughs> My friend Paul, I used to ask him, I said, what do you think of Rashun Asterovich? And he just said, he's the worst player. <laughs> that might be a little harsh, but just a little. Again, apologize if I sound like crap here. Facebook.com forward slash Termos Explosion. So I had posted the new one, Memphis, here we come, and there he is, Wayne Hunt, out of Sydney, Australia, just like Stu Benson, his, his co-host, along with Vince Germano, out of uh, Melbourne, Australia. Courtside podcast, phenomenal. Stu and Vince are Laker fans. Wayne says it's going to be a great series. And I was saying it's going to be epic, no doubt about it. And Wayne Hunt responded with, absolutely. I just love how you absolutely. I can just imagine him saying that with that voice. Already a lot of trolls online making this personal. Let's just enjoy a good playoff basketball. It's going to be tough. It's going to be loud. There's going to be talk, but it's going to be competitive. I thought at the end of Game 1, both teams could have played better. Looking forward to the rest of the series. And yeah, at the end of the Game 1, definitely both teams could have played better. The Wolves were already showing signs of kind of like getting a little too happy with ourselves. And that's kind of the root of the problem here. Like, oh, we'll be fine. Eh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Don't be too happy with yourself. Uh, Anthony Edwards, a 36-point first game, which was just beautiful. The most scored by a Wolves player in their first career playoff game. Fourth youngest with 30-plus points in a playoff game. Fourth youngest. So, again, there's something there. Kevin Garnett didn't do that. For all of you Garnett fans that worship him like he's God Almighty, 
Kevin Garnett didn't do that. And, and uh, you know, he was a great defensive player, but I'm going to keep saying it. Kevin Garnett didn't do that. And I remember my brother saying that years ago. Like when I used to compare Garnett to the Magic Johnsons and Michael Jordans, and Magic had that 40-point uh, NBA final game. It was at 42 points. And my brother said, Andy, uh, Kevin Garnett didn't do that, did he? In his rookie year especially. He, he, he didn't do that, did he? No, he didn't. So it's just, it's just a fact. He's not up there with the Magics and such. And I was posting a wonderful memory when I had that crazy Cinderella season last year in the playoffs for basketball. My hockey team is looking like the way but basketball. I was in second place and I finished in fifth. So it was kind of a little bit of, yeah, where the last year I was in fifth place and then won the whole title. It's kind of funny. So let's get to what uh, Wayne Hunt had to say about the recent conversation. If it ever loads. What the hell? Facebook comments. I thought I had this ready to go. I might have to go to the app, the app instead. Up oh, there's Wayne Hunt. Uh, Wayne Hunt said, so quiet. Playoff experience cost many that game, so you can't let a team come back from 26 points at home. Unacceptable. Shout out to my guy, Brandon Clark. Yeah, he, he played well, and I didn't even talk about them as much. Effort and fight, and yeah, Bane. My God, that guy's big. Woo, that guy's big. Bane's huge. <laughs> he looked like he could kill somebody with his bare hands. He could kill a tiger with bare hands, man. Well, maybe, <laughs> depending on how fast the tire, quick the tiger is. Effort and fight. you got to put teams away. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about with this 47, like, melting in your brain. Right now it's the third quarter, 61-48, Wolves lead. Yeah, put him away. There's Anthony Edwards making the layup, 63-58, 15-point lead. 15-point lead is not insurmountable, but for God's sakes, you know, you're at home, you're supposedly playing well. So blow him out. Blow him out. Finish it off. I don't think Joey Awaiden's going to be too happy with that one. Side note, where's D'Lo? He usually drops 30-plus on us through the regular season. Thoughts? Thoughts are, I guess it's not the regular season. And certain guys, you know, they're great in the regular season. And then here come the playoffs, and I guess not. And that would be Carl Anthony Towns. That's for damn sure. I was saying huge joke. Minnesota sports at its finest. You'll definitely hear a lot of that tomorrow. Wayne Hunt says... What was almost more disappointing was Tom's answer to the media after the game. I hope the name of his wine is called accountability. Yeah, because see what happened was when very well respected John Krasinski, Johnny Crotty, he's a really nice guy. Uh, politically, me and him are polar opposites, but what else is there? Everybody out there is polar opposite with me in the, in the media. Um, and he asked Carl Anthony Towns, you know, to comment about he only was able to attempt four shots. And Carl Tate Towns responded with, next question. So that just kind of sums it up. Very childish. Very stupid. Um, that was horse crap, man. Ah, there's another one. There's another one here. Yeah, see, this is the... I knew I was missing something. I'm sorry for getting out of order here. I apologize, Wayne Hunt. But at least I'm going to get to it. Because I remember years ago, Wayne Hunt was a little ticked off at me because I, I read something wrong. And, yeah... It's just like he's like you're not even like reading what I'm saying properly. Like like I, I messed it all up. So, and I understood his frustration. So I don't want to do that ever again because it's not good. You know, it's like I was being lazy or something. So I apologize. To Wayne Hunt though, he says really felt like the heads started dropping for the Wolves in the last nine minutes of Game Two. I felt like Game One was a good wake up call for the Grizz, and this is why people shouldn't overreact after a Game One. Agreed. Agreed. You can't overreact after a game one. It was positive. It's nice. But you got to win three more games to win the series. 
and they're going to be home games. They're going to be away games. There's going to be runs. There's going to be, you know, people getting red hot on the other side. Things are going to happen. You're going to start missing shots. You're going to have calls go the wrong way. You're going to have a, you know, you're going to have a frustrating game or two or three or four, and it is what it is. So, <laughs> yeah. Back to what Wayne is saying, I really feel like the Wolves' inexperience might be their downfall in the series, with only Pat Bev and D. Russell playing a major playoff minutes in the past. Yep. Youth-wise, I feel like many matches pretty well, and I always look forward to our matchups throughout the regular season because I feel like games can go either way. And it was fun. It was a very polarizing back-and-forth season between these two teams. Blowout wins on both sides, close wins on both sides, epic performances on both sides, so Cat has to be more yeah, God, Cat has to be more aggressive towards JJJ, that'd be Jaron Jackson Jr., of course he has a lot more tools and the shadow needs to get him in early foul trouble, the smaller Tillman gave him a lot of problems today and us second chance opportunities yep, see that's the thing um, and it basically has gone the opposite direction when it comes to Carlton he talks about getting in foul trouble early He's the one that's been getting in foul trouble early. Loads more thoughts, but these were the ones that stood out for me. Yep, and keep them coming forever. Keep them coming forever, Wayne Hunt. Really appreciate this. I apologize I don't comment more during the week. Sometimes I, I really should. I really should comment more during the week. Oftentimes I like to save it for the show, but if I think if I comment too, we could, you know, it's just, you know, more, more conversation back and forth. And if it gets too long, I won't read the entire, like, back and forth because that could go on for hours otherwise. But um, I would read bits and pieces of it. Um, we should totally get together when the series is over. Thoughts? Uh, like, uh, totally record together. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun. Depending on my schedule, and I hate to say that. I sound like a dork, but it's just in time for spring cleanups, which is annoying. That's the crabby part. As we head into the playoffs, here comes spring cleanups. Oh, goody. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if we can get something together. We should uh, definitely have a conversation. It'd be an absolute honor to get on the courtside podcast again. Or even have uh, Wayne Hunt uh, as a guest, something like that. Um, obviously, the time is different, very different with Australia and Minnesota. So there, there's that. But can usually find a way to work things out. And you know, <laughs> it is what it is. As we had forward today, Brown New Zealand says, "I'm very much in favor of the courtside explosion collaboration." Yeah, aren't those fun? Please get Vince Germano on too to talk about Pat Pav some more. Yes, yes. I, I just, you could just see the smile on my face. Well, yeah, you can just imagine it. I mean, it would be beautiful. I have no problem if you're going to rip somebody on my team, especially if they make a jerk of themselves. I have no problem with it, you know, and, or they pee down their leg, as you like to say. Vince Germano says, I'd love to talk about Patrice. Patrice. You can just imagine the French accent there, right? <laughs> no, even though he's not French at all. He's an Italiano, Italian-Australian, you know, Italian-Australian. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Italian-Australian. Yep, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, with that said, I believe that's the end of Fan Interaction, and I pray to God that I did not miss anything. And if I did, I am extremely sorry. Oh, my God. This was for a while. Uh, hopefully this is, I, I hope I read this. This was a bit like years ago. See, some of this inbox thing, it's like it gets confusing and lost, but I'm finally figuring out some of that. And some of it, it shows up better on the on the, on the the phone app versus the actual computer. But, you know, I'm kind of figuring out the computer part, which I should be able to. It's just, I don't know, it was kind of weird for a while. 
you'd go to places and there'd be nothing there or it'd be something else. And I was like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Facebook or Meta. What the hell is Meta? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's kind of creeps me out sometimes, some of that stuff. <laughs> it's a little weird. I don't know, but believe that where it needs to be. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I, I just, you know, I've never been a fan of all the raw, raw crap that Cat has said in the media for years and years about, oh, this and that, you know, we're going to be better and blah, 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 blah. Just shut up and play, Cat. And I, I, I think, and, and I used to get crap for daring to say something kind of like that on uh, Flip's Army. That's why I'm not on that page anymore. I unfollowed and left about a year and a half, two years ago now because of the, they're just blind. They're blind. Like some of the people, they're good people. They're probably still listening right now, but there's certain people on there. I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, like, it's just, you know, how dare I say anything like counter to what Kat's saying and then counter to what Kevin Garnett says or Kevin Garnett does. How dare I? How dare I? You know what? That's, that's life. That's life, folks. We can't agree on everything. And I don't know, to come out and attack someone like just for no reason and they all kind of gang up on you like you're just a loser and an idiot. You're not a real fan and all that. It's just... That's, that's why you just kind of say, okay, bye, you know, sorry, sorry, I can't be honest about something. It's not like I was blindly ripping Cat or Carl Anthony Towns, whatever you want to call him. I wasn't blindly ripping him. I, 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 I had a point. Some of the rah-rah cheerleader stuff is dumb. It's, it's pointless. You haven't done a damn thing yet. And you still haven't done a damn thing yet, quite frankly. You know, I'm glad you won the three-point contest. I'm glad you got 13 All NBA once. I hope you can do it 20 more times. I hope so. Go get it. I hope you're first team All NBA. I hope you're the league MVP and we're like a great team. But please, actions speak louder than words. Sorry, they speak louder than words, and they always have. They always will. There's a reason why that phrase exists. <laughs> and I'm going to end with that thought. Um, and at least the show, the the actual main show part with that thought. Please do write a positive rating on Apple Podcast if you could. Major shout out. Uh, Major, major shout-out to From Flip to Finch. I like that page better. You don't get your head cut off there, which is nice. Um, From Flip to Finch, Scott Doherty, thank you very much. And always likes to post about the uh, beef and cheddar sandwiches. Yeah, we got beef and cheddars coming today for those of us that like Arby's. So I'll probably uh, exercise that... uh, I'll probably exercise that coupon tonight after work. We'll see. (laughs) Not that you care very much, but maybe you do a little bit. Um... Please do write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Audible, or a star rating on Spotify. Please do. I'd really appreciate it. Love to hear from you. And please do call into the show if you could. Use any smart device on the planet that has a free voice recorder. They all have free voice recording apps all over the place. Basically open it, press record, talk, and I'd love to hear from anybody. Please do this. I mean, this is the time of year for it. Please, please, please do it. I would greatly appreciate it. Um... You basically you talk, then you stop it, then save it and share it, slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file. Thanks to Zumzar with a Z, dot com. want to thank them for the free service they provide, being able to convert that. Uh, so I'm more than happy to give them a free plug. Uh, obviously, they would charge if it's a bigger file, and people do that sometimes, so you can get a subscription there. Um, so zumzar.com, highly recommended. With that said, wishing all of you a great week. We'll see what happens with the cleanups. The release of the show could be sporadic from here on. 
and it probably will be. Um, the rainy days and Mondays, rainy days and Sundays is more like it. I just, that's just that that's a song. Rainy days and Sundays is more like it for the recording of the show. Saturdays, maybe just random days. Obviously, that's where the rain comes in because of uh, spring cleanups basically starting to take over. Same thing for Brave the Wild. I stupidly didn't mention that on that show, but I'll probably tweet that out since Brave the Wild has a decent following on Twitter. So, with that said, again, have a great week. Go Timberwolves, and hope for the best.